0: Welcome to KGXT, Gen X Talks Podcast, live from Central California. Making
1: with the boys, I'm gonna hit town.
0: Mm. Okay, so uh, here we are again. One, oh, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh. Can, can
0: we stop now? That's the one thing about the holidays. You, it's 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 the constant you running around the house singing those sound, and then the mistletoe. You got to drag me into th- those I things. I love
1: Christmas. It's magical, and I still believe at midnight that animals talk. Okay.
0: What are you talking about?
1: I was always told, my mom and my grandma told me, at midnight on Christmas Eve, the animals get to talk. Don't ask me how long. What animals?
0: Was it like just camels walking around your street in L.A.? What animals? My Who, dogs. Your dog is up at midnight. How do you know? How many dogs did you have? One. Who's he talking to?
1: The other dog next
0: door. So now, so all the dogs are outside at midnight. You know what? I'm not going down this road. That's in. That makes no sense at all. None.
1: I believe in the magic of Christmas. Well, so you know why, can You saying... told me Bah Humbug today. So, well, you know I'll, what? Whatever. I told
0: everybody Bah. Hum- I was having a rough morning. Uh, you know, that's
1: Well, it... you better get in the Christmas spirit, big boy. <laughs> well,
0: you, you can't force someone to have Christmas spirit. Damn it. You can't just say you will have fun. It's not that's not how that works at all. Hey, we have a new uh, sponsor for the program.
1: We do. Who is it?
0: It's your uh, your personal guru, Marcy Zavala. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and how is that intro going for okay. the sponsorship? So,
0: no, no, no. I recorded one, so hold on, and I put a little music to it. So I'm going to play it for you right now, and then you tell me what you think. Ready? All right. Okay, go. Today's show is sponsored by Marcy Zavala and her one-on-one pain relief system. There's no pills to sell you, no program to put you on where you check boxes as your day goes by, no. This is as close to having a real-time, hour-by-hour partner changing your life as it gets. No staff, she does it all herself. Now her husband is one of the most sought-after internal medicine doctors on the West Coast. And together, they take the big picture of your life and slowly take the pain away. You know how many patients she has? One, you. You guys all know my wife, Gen X mom, who beat cancer and was left in pain for 10 years. Well, Marcy fixed it. We tried everything, but Marcy was able to give her a full night's sleep. And for the first time in six years, she walks the neighborhood each morning with her friends. Now, I want you to visit MarcyZavala.com and check it out. You are literally one click away from feeling better. How is that?
1: That was amazing.
0: Pretty good, huh?
1: You should have went into radio years ago.
0: I'm still working on the, because it was kind of an odd one. I recorded it on my phone, transferred it over here. I'm going to rewrite it and do it better. So it's a little grainy on that. But I'm going to, I like the, the the verbiage. I liked how the words came out. That okay. was pretty good. Yeah,
1: it was great. So you are selling it, I'm Big Daddy. I'm the guy.
0: I'm the man. You so, are. hey, um, I wanted to say all the bunnies are gone. All the bunnies are finally gone. That's
1: what I requested.
0: Well, we started with two bunnies.
1: No, no, no. no. I said they're all going.
0: No, we started out with two bunnies. Then it turned into 15. No, we started out with four. Okay, and that's what you keep saying, but we... Two, you and I, we had one each. It I first fra- started
1: at this house with four our daughter, our granddaughter, and then you yeah. get one, and then you said okay. I had to have one. I, so we ended up with four.
0: Okay, but I don't, I didn't really want mine, want mine. I mean, it was. you
1: full of shit. Yes, you did. <laughs>
0: well, I liked him once I got him, or her. I like her once I got her. Frappuccino. Yes. But you were going to try to get rid of all the bunnies, and I'm Absolutely, like, yeah.
1: Absolutely, I'm done.
0: Yeah, you're not getting rid of mine. And mine can't be alone, so now you got to keep yours.
1: That's what you said. And this then was, there was a cute bunny.
0: Yeah. The, <laughs> that's the one. That's the, the one I
1: wanted. And then I didn't realize that we had a runt.
0: Okay, but hold on. Let's back up now. We had two. Then oh it God. went to four. Then it went to 15. Then you said, bring it to zero. I want them all gone. Uh-huh. I said, no, I'm keeping mine. Then I said, mine's not going to be alone, so we'll keep yours.
1: Which are two females.
0: Yeah, you, you found a really cute one in this last litter, so you wanted to keep that one and i'm like well you're not trading your bunny for the <laughs> nah, yeah so now we're up to 3 and then you found a runt of the litter who yeah. was barely hanging on so we didn't get rid of him that was four that was yeah, back up to four yeah she wouldn't take it
1: either because it no. wasn't doing well it's yeah. half the size of the babies and has a, a little eye problem going on
0: okay so now we're back up to four bunnies and then <laughs> and now I, I listen i know the term rabbit hole i know the i know the term because everybody says it when you're like well what were you doing last night? Oh, I was on YouTube. Right. I went down a rabbit hole yeah. of, you know, anti-gravity, or I went down a rabbit hole of music. I get the term. I had no idea that cute little fuzzy bunnies could dig holes like that.
1: Yeah, you should see it. I, it's amazing. It's like a whole big apartment down below. It's a bunker.
0: The kid said, <laughs> he goes, I stuck my arm as far. It doesn't go straight down. It no, goes it goes, down goes about, sideways. Yeah, and then it goes sideways. He goes, I stuck my arm back there as far as I could. I took a flashlight as far as I could see. He says, there's a room back there. So we got rid of all the bunnies. Uh-huh. We come back with just R two plus the runt plus the yours. And there's more bunnies in the enclosure.
1: Yeah, a couple, I, they just kept coming out. And I was like, oh, so I'm wondering... If maybe two of the rabbits had babies, litters, there's just way too many to be. I don't
0: know, but I didn't realize, but you, you and I literally came back home and you know, it's a, it's a pretty decent sized enclosure. I mean, you can, you can walk around inside of it. Yes. You can open up a door and go into a bunny hutch. Yeah. But it's, we actually have a bunny hutch inside the enclosure. Right. So we come back after we've taken all the bunnies out, and there's more bunnies. They had to have been down that rabbit hole.
1: There's only one extra, so we have the one I wanted to keep, the runt, and yours and mine, and then one more came out. It so, escaped. so
0: did you? So the okay. So when you kept telling me more bunnies are coming out, you got those included in the ones we got rid of.
1: Yes. How so we only have came, one.
0: How many bunnies came out of that rabbit hole? A lot.
1: <laughs> That's why I'm saying I go. I think two of the females had bunnies, like they had a litter, but. If you can't, if you ever have a chance to walk out there, that bunny hole is getting more and more exposed. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing, but as you walk out there, you can literally see the size of the hole. I can't close hole. it off
0: because I don't know if I'm killing a bunny inside. No, you know what I it. think?
1: I think they're using it because um, the kid went out there and said he put his hand down there, and yeah. there's lots of warmth coming out of there. So yeah. I think with the weather that we're having... They are literally going underground to keep warm. Sure. So I think I'm leaving it. I, they're not. There's it's lots not really. of
0: animals that do that. You don't even have to dig that deep to get away from you know uh, temperature outside. Not yeah. at all.
1: Except that we've had rain. I don't know if any of that. I think. Well, we the could.
0: kid went out there and checked. You know how I built the enclosure and I put a I put a top on it of mesh. Yes. All it's under the pine tree, so all of the pine needles have formed a roof. He goes, Dad, it's barely even wet in there.
1: Yeah, it's like a natural roof. Yeah, he
0: goes seriously, Daddy. Because I went out there. All the ground's muddy, all the ground's soaked, and inside the bunny enclosure, it's pretty dry. It, yeah, it it's was not impressed. too bad.
1: It's not too bad. But anyways, so yeah, we have one extra bunny that we didn't want but it's okay. It's it's kind of caramel <laughs> color. It's caramel to it's cream. Figure,
0: we're going to have 15 bunnies again if one of them's a male.
1: I know. We got four months.
0: Oh, my God. Well, four months is free. That's good. We'll get it <laughs> a spring. That's all right then.
1: Four months. And then we either find somebody that will fix the bunnies because they can. But yeah, well, anyways.
0: If you want to get them fixed, you can. I don't mind. But it's it. I, I just don't want to. When we had 15, it was just way too many to keep track of. They kept getting out. It was just a mess. So... I tried to please you with, here, here's a bunny, and then uh, you're out there pulling your hair back, wiping sweat off your brow, chasing them all over the yard. You didn't seem too happy with me at that moment. I, um,
1: no.
0: Yeah, I yelled out there, I did it for you, honey. Those are all your bunnies. <laughs> I saw on the security camera one night when they all got out, they dug out. Yes. And if you play the security tape back really fast, they just they never left the front yard. But they got out the front yard and ran everywhere. just zigzagging all over. It was, <laughs> well, they didn't it go cool very looking. far. No, not at all. Anyway, so. But
1: if we would have left them out, they would have ate all your grass.
0: Yeah, they would have. But that's all right. They're just bunnies. What?
1: I'm staring at you.
0: Why are you looking at me? I'll look over and you got this look on your face like you're, st- what? Why uh, are you studying me?
1: Well, is your neck fixed? That whole situation? I, you're moving it a little more.
0: I am. Um. Yeah, the boy, the other day I felt like I felt like I slept on it wrong, but it kept happening day after day after day. Yeah, we and couldn't figure it out. No, I couldn't figure out what it was because it just came on all of a sudden. I didn't do anything different. Then I realized I did. And what I had done was I couldn't get comfortable with the thirty seven pillows I have in the bed. So
1: exactly, that's exactly how many pillows he has. Thirty-seven.
0: Okay, it's it's more like
1: I have one, maybe two at the most. You
0: have two. I've got. I counted mine the other day because you bitched about. It. I have twelve.
1: You have twelve pillows. Twelve pillows.
0: Yeah. I got two big body pillows that I lay down in a channel formation so that I can lay kind of roll over halfway on both of them. So I'm not on my back, but I'm not on my side. And that's kind of cool.
1: I want you guys to visualize it. Then
0: I build, I build a place for my head, like out of four or five. And then I have, a, when I lay down on my side, I could have up between my knees. I put one on top of me and then that's it. That's how I, that's how it goes. How much
1: room do you guys think I have on the bed after all that? I have like a quarter of the bed. Well, I have a king-size bed. A quarter.
0: California king-size bed. A quarter.
1: <laughs> and I have one pillow, possibly
0: another and one. And you and your dog get that quarter because he stays with you quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, he
1: eventually gets down because <laughs> he's not buying that, that section. Well, I'm he, getting ready to move to the queen downstairs so I can have some room to I'm spread I'm just up.
0: saying, so the story goes is that I couldn't get the pillow height right for my head, no matter what combination. So I grabbed a blanket and I figured I could roll up the blanket, use the blanket, roll it up a lot, roll it up a little. I can get exactly the thickness I want. And after two days of doing that, my head hurts so bad, my neck, my shoulders. So when I figured out that that may be the deal, I went back and went back to pillows. Two days later, it was gone. I have no idea why I was laying the same direction You're just and everything. Kink in
1: your neck. Kink in your neck.
0: I don't know. Whatever. So well, yeah, that can happen. I got to tell you something about speaking of your dog on the end of your bed.
1: My dog is wonderful. Our daughter in law says he is the most beautiful dog on the planet. She would take him. He
0: is a very handsome dog. I and think,
1: she's a cat woman. Yeah. So I,
0: I will agree that everyone who has come across your dog Ranger can't believe how soft he is and how regal he looks. He just sits there, very pleasant looking, but. He's an asshole.
1: He's got that look about him. You know those puppy dog <laughs> eyes that people talk about? My dog's got him. He but, could get in trouble and just like look at you and go, but look he, how cute I am.
0: He does get in trouble, and he does look at you, and you stop yelling at him.
1: Because he's so damn cute.
0: He ah. cuddles. So the other day, I'm sitting here right in this position at, at the, in the studio, and for those, of, those people that can see the studio camera, you can tell where I'm sitting, and the door to the studio is to my right. There's one, one yawn. We got the over under is six on you yawning today.
1: And I'm drinking coffee.
0: And you're drinking coffee. So (laughs) the door is to my right. It's a big wide door. Right. And I can see all the way across the yard to the house and kind of the back door. So the other day, um, I'm having, I got a sandwich here or something. I got something I'm eating, chips or something. And your dog comes around the corner way, way, way over there and drops down In like a like a cheetah hunting position, and I'm looking at him, and I'm doing my thing here. I'm working, and I look over, and he's got his shoulder. He's down on the ground with his head sunk between his shoulders, kind of like a a female lion getting ready to sprint. So I'm doing my stuff. I look over, and he's about ten feet closer. Same position. (laughs) Then he's about ten feet closer, same position. I'm like, I finally said something. I go, What are you doing? I can see you. It's not like you're sneaking up on me. That's what he was doing. He was you like, don't
1: see him. According to him, you don't see him.
0: That's that's what he was looking like. He's like, yeah. Okay, I'm frozen. I'm getting ready to pounce. <laughs> and I kept looking at him saying, You better not fucking take my sandwich. Oh. Cause that's what he So at the last second I kind of glanced over and he was he was not even six feet away. And he sprints at me. Oh, and uh, like a like a cheetah going after something and he gets to, then he he skids to a stop and sits down and wags his tail, <laughs> like, uh huh, I snuck up on you. But I'm telling you, for half a second, I thought he was going to grab my sandwich and leave. Wow. So, but he was practicing. Your dog is practicing being a lion or something.
1: Well, he's an asshole because I'll tell you another story is so we're babysitting, we're dog sitting our daughter's dog, who's been here before when yeah. she lived here. So, very comfortable. This dog is comfortable with our four right. to make it four. And so, when we put him out in the morning, you know what he does? If no. he's last to the door, he shoulders his way all the way to the front of the line to get out the door.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: he moves those dogs out he, like, no, he, no, 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 no. He
0: bumps, he bumps the other three out of the way. Yes,
1: to get to the front. Like
0: a fat woman at a <laughs> sale at a grocery store <laughs> trying to get to the bananas and avocados yes. or something. Yeah.
1: He stands right by the door waiting. He No matter if he's last, he like moves to the front of the line like, bitches? And then, I'm here.
0: do you know what else he does? He sits at the top of our stairs. He lays down at the very at the landing at the top of the stairs I love that. with his paws over the edge when there's a big crowd of people over here. Like he's just watching his domain. That's
1: right. He's overseeing yeah. all that he's, he's so all that he dog. observes is his.
0: So speaking of your animals. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Penny. Penny. Penny
1: pig. I'm I'm. Mm.
0: Are you going to get rid of her?
1: I'm getting very close. She's destroying the garden.
0: I could when you told me to go out there and see what she first of all I
1: think she's trying to outsmart you now because she's just about done. I with think you.
0: so too. I didn't realize pigs were so smart.
1: They're wicked smart.
0: But she went out there and she found a way this is, you know, last six months ago when we first got her. She was getting into the chicken enclosure and eating all the chicken eggs.
1: Lots of protein.
0: And she kept we we didn't catch her for like a month. We thought, Why are the chickens not laying eggs anymore? She had thirty or forty-five days. Of eating like 10 to 12 eggs a day.
1: Shells and all.
0: Shells and all.
1: So no evidence was showing. So I was under the assumption we were heading into fall and winter. The chickens were stopping to produce. So like they do.
0: But. It turns out it was so. Then I said, "All right." So the kid and I go out there, and there's two small chicken doors. Oh no! I
1: called you. I went, "What the heck happened?"
0: I know, I know. So let me finish. So there's these. So there, when we when we figured out what she was getting into, mm-hmm. there's two small chicken doors that go into the chicken enclosure area, and it's pretty big. Yeah. Um, and. She was getting in through those doors, so what we did was we built three pieces of plywood around the outside, so blocking it up. Yeah, wall. So the chickens can jump up yeah, on the wall. Yeah, we built a
1: wall. The chickens
0: <laughs> can jump up on the wall. They can jump down the other side and go in through the door.
1: Yeah, they figured that out easy.
0: Easy, but Penny can't get past it, so she ran screaming around for like three days. But then you called me the other day screaming because she had knocked and broken the thing the we wall built. wall down. Yeah, and then got in there, and the, I guess the chicken door, the automatic chicken door was closed. She ripped the door apart and bent the metal door. Yes. She ripped the wood, the plywood off of the where we where we she mounted the door.
1: Right through. Oh, it. Oh, she, like a linebacker. She just went. She crushed through it all. It.
0: She crushed the whole thing. Yeah. So now bad. I went out there. Now I'm gonna. Oh, I rebuilt it. I put rebar in the ground. I smacked some big old long pieces of rebar in the ground and fastened the wood wall to the rebar. Now let's see her try to move it.
1: Well, let's see, unless she goes somewhere else. But she is now, you know, you raised my garden beds too. So you added another 12 inches. So what is it, a 24-inch garden bed? it's raised, yeah. And out of my office the other day, I noticed she got up. 24 inches into the bed
0: okay pigs are smart but they can't jump they don't have hops do they?
1: no I don't think so but she crawled up there or something belly and all she like rolled in there or something maybe she, you know what she maybe she <laughs> barrel rolled into it I you don't know, what
0: know she does she you you pour down some scratch or you give the chickens some something out of your yeah. kitchen she prances over to where they're eating even if she doesn't like the food they're eating she prances right over <laughs> to the middle of what yep. they're doing and she lays down sideways and in the middle of their food yep, and just lays there like, no, I'm not hungry and I don't want to eat it, but you guys aren't going to have any fun. So now you got all 16 of your chickens staring at it going, could you move off of our food? And (sighs) Penny just lays there.
1: Yes. The other thing is is that I got a really small trash can full of scratch for the chickens. Uh I literally smashed that lid down hard. Like, right. it takes me a lot of effort. The last couple of mornings, it's been open.
0: Now, is that the metal one I got you?
1: Yeah, the small
0: metal one. And it's she gets in the metal lid? She
1: is literally lifting. I mean, wow. I have to use two hands to get it off. Yeah. But the last couple mornings, it's been off, yeah. and the chickens have been in it, and I'm sure Speaking she has. That
0: it was so funny. I walked out there one morning when you're doing your morning thing with the chicken and stuff. And you have that one big bucket with the lid on it, but you got the scratch in it. Uh-huh. And I'm walking out, and a chicken pokes its head out uh-huh. of the bucket. And I went, um, honey, there's a chicken in the bucket.
1: That's the scratch. As Is soon that- as Penny takes that lid off, they know. The chickens know, yeah, it's almost <laughs> like, we'll handle that. And so they go, that's candy to them. That's it- not food for them. That's yeah, like a know. treat.
0: Is that Was that doodle that was in the... In yeah, the-
1: doodle always goes in it. <laughs> doodle is my favorite chicken ever doodle is my buddy i could walk in there and she's the first oh, she to, wants greet to me. fly
0: up into your arms and be petted yeah, we like we walk a dog. around
1: and talk i pick her up we walk around and we feed penny and we just go around if i lay a treat down then she's got to go she's like well
0: i just thought it was funny i didn't know there was a chicken in the bucket until her head popped up and she looked around like a prairie yeah. dog and like and then she put her head back down i was like There's a chicken in your bucket. Speaking so,
1: Penny getting into the larger garden bed. She and it's been raining, so she's nuzzling and going underneath. Oh, it's just. Well, I don't mind her
0: turning up the dirt, but here's the problem: I raised it up so she couldn't get in there. I know. And I bought a mesh netting to go over it to top that you could walk inside of. No. Yes, I did. I bought a big archways. And they're, 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 you, they're plastic rods, and you snap them all together, and you put one, two, all the way down. Then you pull a net over it where you can walk inside.
1: I didn't think they were that tall. Oh,
0: they're that tall, yeah. And guess what? There's no way that little plastic stuff's going to stand up to Penny. Oh, no, she's going to rip it If she's, she's tearing down. up wood and metal doors, that little plastic stuff I bought's not going
1: to So no garden this spring.
0: I'm going to, you know what? Unless it's,
1: we corral Penny into well, somewhere. Well, that's,
0: that's what the kid said. He goes, we got two choices. we either got to get rid of Penny or we have to build her a separate pig pen area where she's she's just Maybe we could put it. her
1: in the back corner. We can fence off the back corner cuz it's two cement walls in yep. that angle thing Maybe. and then put a A fence up that might work, it
0: might. I'm just saying that we got to figure out something because I want you to have your big, beautiful garden. You ain't having nothing with Penny around. So it's Christmas time, we had a wonderful Thanksgiving, and then you had all the kids over on the 16th.
1: We did an early Christmas this year for the very first time. We usually hosted either Christmas Eve or Christmas morning breakfast, but this year we had kids coming, going out of state. Uh, just there's
0: did it a week early, and it worked out well.
1: It was a lot, you know what, for me. Having it a week early, I'm just giving some information out to people. There was less stress. I didn't have to fight the grocery stores. I mean, as a mom preparing for everything, it was you had to have everything wrapped in everything a week prior. But I feel good about it. It went really well. All the kids had a great time. But there was it no stress. Christmas. For, but they didn't have to rush home for I Christmas. Know,
0: but it wasn't Christmas. I'm just saying know, that but this is the first time in all of our marriage that we haven't done christmas on christmas that's the first time i
1: know but i'm kind of it's kind of nice because i'm kind of enjoying it a little bit like i'm gonna enjoy i'll
0: let you know after christmas day has come and gone that's when i will pass my verdict
1: and guess what you'll get to enjoy your birthday because christmas is kind of over you get an actual birthday
0: okay and what is that going to entail? How do you know? It's not your birthday yet. I know, but it's not like we're going to celebrate my birthday all day long.
1: Nobody celebrates their birthday all day long. You're going
0: to walk up and go, happy birthday. You're going to give Here's me a Here's your kiss. fucking
1: present. Here's your fucking <laughs> present.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then nighttime's going to come and I'm going to go, it's time for bed. And you're going to go, so how was your birthday? And I'm, I don't know. Like any other Tuesday. It was when you
1: get older, <laughs> birthdays are shit. You know that. I still want stuff. Well, you know what? Your birthday isn't even here yet.
0: Oh my god! People have
1: been sending you wonderful little gifts. Yeah. I love it.
0: I have people there's there's viewers of Gen X Talks that love me more than you by far.
1: Oh my gosh! It's you true. keep ripping me apart, and you haven't even seen the birthday present that I got you.
0: They love me. Because, you know what? Yeah. Shut the fuck up! Now, don't you ever disrespect me like that?
1: Oh, will, in a heartbeat, I, I, I will, will
0: raise up and lay hands I on you. I just
1: did. <laughs> <laughs> you've been throwing me under the bus about your birthday for the last well, week and here, a half during the live be. streams too. And I'm like, he doesn't even, he you doesn't ran, even know. That was so
0: funny. It was in the middle of a live stream. I was dogging you about my uh, present. You ran out of your office. I across was so the mad. Yard, you ran across the yard, opened up the door. You flung open the door with the red Said light you better on. Knock that shit off. I had the red light of don't open the door and you come bursting in. You go, you better stop talking shit about me.
1: <laughs> i had about had it i can do it one time but when you start doing it multiple times and throw me under the bus and you're in deep whatever shit whatever
0: type of cattle prod ne- is needed to get you going that's what i'm going to use
1: all right so anyways our kids were here yeah. five of the eight kids plus spouses plus yeah. boyfriends plus two grandkids under the age of six. So
0: here's the one thing that I was really focused on about that that seems so funny is that...
1: You got to observe. That was nice. Our oldest son yeah.
0: wanted to play basketball against our youngest son. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. I loved that. Now,
0: every year, the oldest son comes in, kicks the shit out of him with video games, kicks the shit out of him with basketball, Yeah. comes in flexing his muscles, and every year... Tell me if this is a lie. Every year, our youngest son, Gen Z Kid... Comes in crying.
1: Yes. And just so you know, there's 12 years difference between our oldest comes and Gen and, Z oh, kid.
0: And the oldest son doesn't give a shit. He pounces yes. on him. He beats the shit out of him in whatever they're doing. It could be Monopoly. And all of a sudden, when those two boys play, it's full contact Monopoly. <laughs> yes, Bring it your is. helmet. Yes, it is. Except this year, Gen Z kid has been going to the gym for about nine months now. Yeah, he's solid. He's been bulking up. So when our other son comes home, he he walks to the door. He goes, whoa. Yes. <laughs> He's like, and our and of course Gen Z kids like, he got that voice now. You, you want to play basketball <laughs> with me?
1: <laughs> no, I think the oldest son challenged him this time, didn't I,
0: he? I think the youngest one made mention of it, and then our oldest son was like, yeah, let me think about that. But then he did. Yeah. Of course, they went he out. had a few beers and thought. I'm indestructible. I'm going to get out there. now. You the liquid
1: s- courage the kicked li-
0: in. <laughs> yeah. You tell me how that kind of went because you saw more of that than I did. I saw some on videotape Oh yeah, our, oldest,
1: our daughter-in-law went out there to videotape. She probably has more than I do. And then I was like, oh, I got to go out here and see. So in our cul-de-sac, we have had a basketball hoop that has been our oldest son's. It's yeah. been there for how long?
0: Oh, t- 15, I don't know, 16 20, years. Yeah, yeah, something
1: like that. And it's out there. It's been out there. And the two of them are out there playing, and I'm like, this is going to get ugly. I'm thinking one of them is going to go to the emergency room. It got very physical, very fast, but it was so funny. And then our oldest son, after like two or three plays, is leaning over going, breathing. I can't catch my breath. Whoa, timeout, because Gen Z kid was running circles around him. Well, the one
0: thing I saw, too, is that you know when the older brother... And the younger brother's two feet shorter. He just backward. He just backs him down. He dribbles the ball backwards, slowly yeah. backs him up till he's under the rim and puts it in. He just backs him down because you can't stop him. There's, there's a size difference. Not this year.
1: Yeah.
0: He ba- he tried to back him down, and Gen Z kids like don't don't check me, don't check me. You ain't coming here. And he kept shutting him down. Long distance, kept shutting him down under yeah. the hoop. The one thing I thought was the funniest part that I sh- he showed me on video is our oldest son started to get mad. So he was taking the ball in two hands and pretending like he's going to throw it at his face. Like, pretend throw, pretend throw, pretend throw. And the kid hits the ball out of his hands. Oh, yeah. Hits him in the face with the ball. He falls over like, oh, my face. And then he grabs the ball and scores. And he comes back and helps him up and goes, don't play with me like uh, that.
1: I know. I told you. I thought we were going to be going to the emergency room. I really did. But the other thing is, our oldest son was like, he goes, This is the same basketball hoop. And I said, We haven't moved it. No. We haven't changed it. We've changed the netting.
0: We've changed the net a few times, but we've had it like things over six No, it's long. We it's had it at the be, other house too. So yes, 17, we did. 18 and years. And it's his.
1: It's our oldest son. It was
0: our oldest son. It was a Christmas present. But the, so at the end of all this, um, it was, The the kid walks in and he goes. So gymnasium, gymnasium, son one, dad bod zero (laughs) because he made fun (laughs) of dad bod
1: zero. Yes,
0: but you're right about the basketball hoop. We've um, our neighborhood has sixteen or seventeen portable all down the street basketball hoop. Yeah, Yeah, they're out. And every year, everybody replaces them because they fall over in the wind and they break the glass. We bought this massive one, and instead of filling it up with water, we filled it. I filled it up with our oldest son with concrete.
1: Yes, he couldn't believe it. it was he like, was "What are you
0: doing, Dad? You're supposed to." I'm cutting the thing brand new, I'm cutting the plastic. Dad, you're really <laughs> brand new. It's not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But whose basketball hoop has never fallen over?
1: Ours. It barely
0: moves whose when bas- they play. Whose basketball hoop has never been stolen?
1: Ours and when they play rough, it stays, it doesn't yeah. fall down, they no. can slam dunk on it. Yeah. It's it stays. All the neighborhood kids come to our, our cul de sac, sure, they do.
0: Whenever there's a weekend, um, they because ours is a cul de sac, also, and it's at the end of the cul de sac. So, neighborhood families come down and play because there's no traffic,
1: right? Exactly, and it's a
0: big backboard. It's one of the ones with a big, huge backboard. Yeah. Now so. that our
1: kids are older, too, the neighborhood kids come and knock on the door, going. <laughs> can we come? Can we play in your hoop? And I'm like, absolutely, yeah, go right ahead because there's no way they can ruin no, that thing. Not absolutely not. So,
0: so it was a good. T- I was, I was, wa- I loved watching our oldest son now with his dad, bud start to get the shit kicked out of him by the younger kid who's 18. He's like, yeah. you ain't got nothing. That was fun to watch that Yeah, stuff. that gave
1: him firepower because our daughter-in-law has told him absolutely not getting a basketball hoop in his backyard. Yeah. And he has room. He's got a cement. And so he looked at her and he goes, now, do you see why I have to have a basketball hoop? So that gave him I'm fire, fuel to his fire.
0: I, I got to practice for next year. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's got to get it. So you got to tell him you you did a, a funny trick. You told me I couldn't tell the kids. I couldn't give them any oh, warning.
0: Oh, was this the the, the, the envelopes arrival? that yeah. you did?
1: Oh my gosh! Tell them what you did this year. You always have something going the, on. The kids kind of new.
0: This one was new, but yeah. I was really I, I did. You know, this started out doing this for you because oh. our daughters, who you know, the women are always in charge of. Let's get going. Let's get on time. Let's get packed. Let's get over to mom's house. And one of our daughters has not been on time in five years.
1: No, she runs on Indian time. That's what I call it.
0: Maybe seven years.
1: We have two daughters that run on Indian time. One worse than the other.
0: Right. So we have three of our daughters coming home, plus our sons. some of our sons are coming home. I called everybody a couple of days before. (laughs) I said, Mom is having festivities at 2 p.m. What time will you be arriving? Well, I don't know. Now, 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 now. Mom says 2 o'clock is when things begin. When will you be here? So I pinned everybody down. I said, just give me an answer you know when you're going to arrive i'm not i'm not telling you when to arrive just tell let us know you pick the time but be here at that time please
1: i had my whole evening planned right. so it's you, like you
0: and 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 so one daughter says dad i'll be there by 8:45 in the morning oh god i said okay so i took her name i wrote it on an envelope and i wrote 8:45 right now this particular daughter she's not too far away and i thought she's pretty eager to come over Although she can, she can be late She's also. She's one
1: of the Indian time right. girls. I
0: thought, I'll, so I put a $100 bill in but the envelope. But it was envelope.
1: Christmas, so.
0: I put a $100 bill in the envelope. And I thought, if they get here on time, I'll get that. Because I really didn't do any Christmas shopping this year. So that would be my gift.
1: That was your incentive. Right.
0: So I, I, then I didn't tell her. Right. I didn't tell and her.
1: And you gave me a warning.
0: I said, "You told you, don't you tell. I don't tell any of them. So then our other daughter's coming from up north about two hours she said she would be here before 2 o'clock, so I wrote her name. She's almost always on time, but traffic, so I did put a $100 bill in there for her. Okay. And I did that for all the kids. But the big one was our daughter, who, who you guys all know, our millennial daughter who's married to the Marine down in Camp Pendleton, they, they're she's always late, she's perpetually never
1: perpetually, She's late. never
0: been on time in five or seven years.
1: Her sisters know she's late, yeah. everybody in the family knows she's late.
0: So, I did the same thing, I pinned her down to what time, and she says, Oh, I promise we'll be there by noon.
1: And she told her sisters, I'm gonna beat you right this year,
0: yeah, because they were coming in and at they two. have both laughed, yeah. So, I told she's she told me she picked the time noon. I put her name on the envelope, put the time on there. Now I'm not telling you what I did until everybody gets here. Nobody knows about the envelopes. It's now dinner time. Everyone's been around. We've been playing some games. We've been hanging out. We actually had dinner. We cleared the table and everybody sat back down. We're going to play a few games. And I pulled out the envelopes. (laughs) And I said, I said to Wondar, this is you. You said 845. You were here at 830. You have earned this envelope.
1: That's right.
0: And she opened it and had a hundred dollars and she was so thankful.
1: That's a lot of money to a oh, uh, sure. twenty year old.
0: So she the other daughter comes in, she goes, I said t- you said two o'clock. And she started screaming. I was here. <laughs> I was here at, I was here before. Check the cameras. Check the security cameras out front. I was she did
1: she knew you were up to something, just so you know. You she knows so? you. Oh yeah, she knows you so well.
0: Well, she got here at 158. I said, All right, you got here two minutes before your promised time. You get an envelope she had $100. Yeah. Now, by this by this time as we're going around the room, the one daughter from San Diego knows she was 3 hours late. 4. Wasn't even close. And Four. I held her envelope up and I said, "Here's the time you said and you didn't make it." And in front of her and everybody, I opened it up. And her husband. And her husband, oh. yeah, the marine. I held up the envelope, I showed the time, I opened it up. $500 cash.
1: You bet 500.
0: I bet five hundred dollars that she wasn't gonna be here and she doesn't. Did I didn't give her the money. Her husband was so pissed. Her husband was mad like you telling me if we'd have just got here on time, we could have had 500. Why don't you get to the? How come we're always I mean, it was like, holy shit. yeah then
1: the daughters were like, how come you didn't tell us, mom? And I went I wasn't supposed to tell. And do you
0: know why they asked you? Why didn't you tell us? Because you always tell them that stuff.
1: <laughs> and I didn't this year. Weren't you proud of me?
0: <laughs> yeah. It only took 30 years for you <laughs> to get to go along with these things. But it was funny. And I'll, I'll, we can skip around with stuff. But at the end of her visit, she walks up and whispers, Dad, you, you're going to give me the money, right?
1: Oh. I said, thought you'd slip some to you. Well, again.
0: because she's part of the, the new society. The new culture in schools and in jobs is okay. No, I'm really not going to punish you. I'm really not going to make you feel bad. No, of course you can. Even though you didn't earn it, you can still have it. I said, no fucking way. You're getting this money. You you never show up on time ever. No, so I'm not giving you never. a damn dime. And she couldn't believe that I wasn't actually going to give her the money. I said, you're to your fucking mind. Don't you know who I am? No. So she went away without that money. Oh, she was her husband. Well, one was of more these mad. days she'll learn. You, you know, I guarantee the next family event when I call everybody and go, "What time are you coming?" <laughs> they're going to make sure they're here, envelope or not. They're going to make sure they're here on time. Yeah, so, or
1: the husbands are going to do it. Boyfriends, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to go. Your dad does what?
0: Yeah, you, the 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 her husband's going to grab the phone and go, "We'll be there. We'll be there." on That's time. That's <laughs> right. And he's going to go, and
1: I'm getting that envelope, not no her. Kid.
0: Yeah, he's going to drag her kicking and screaming. Oh, so my gosh. that was a fun time. The game were fun. The the it was really. Did you f-
1: post any of the games on the on no, the members only? I, I
0: took the. I did take the security camera footage. From the living room, you know, because I
1: sent you all the videos. I thought you would do like a montage of it because it's hilarious. Oh my god, we had so much fun. We had the kids on the floor sucking marshmallows with a straw and putting it in a bowl. They then they were blindfolded and doing cotton balls like snowballs. Really had
0: some weird games, but they I thought it was fun. They all laughed because you did it all as couples. Yes, you did it as husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend. You made them compete against other couples. Yes, the hilarious part was when all of our daughters were chewing out their guys going, (laughs) you're ruining this. (laughs) You're screwing this up. How come my sister's boyfriend's doing better than you? How come my sister's husband is doing better than you? And it, it really became a thing. Of those girls trying to whip their guys into shape.
1: Yeah, I felt really bad because our one daughter's boyfriend did so well on the suck it up. I did called it suck it up with the marshmallows. And he won like he had to come from behind and he won. And I had all these envelopes with prizes. Randomly, you had to pick a number between one and 30. And he opens his envelope and he goes, a dollar. He goes, all that work and I have a dollar. And
0: then one of our sons (laughs) won some stupid game. The reindeer
1: toss. That took
0: no effort. It was so. (laughs) Easy, it was so dumb. You let him pick a random prize, he got a hundred dollar bill. I
1: know, and it was totally random, right? We did it together. We did it together, but there was no
0: but the boyfriend looked over like, do you know how hard it was <laughs> to suck marshmallows with that straw to get 38 marshmallows in one? Do you know how hard I worked? This guy just tossed a plastic ring on a reindeer. I know. It, it was, was such
1: funny. And that was just funny. Everybody was laughing. I had lottery tickets for prizes. But you prizes. have a
0: video of that and pictures. I should put those together. I thought you would. It, I, it's, I, it's funny. They really have, but it was a great time having everybody over.
1: Everybody got along. You know, you always wonder when you get all the kids together and everybody's in a you know, different part of life and what's going on you never know if you're going to have family drama or not literally everyone got along and laughed and walked away feeling so good that they had that quality I like it because the older
0: ones the the kids that normally fought with each other during holidays they're older and they drink now and then they don't fight they're all funny (laughs) They're funny alcoholics. So they, they yeah. drink and then they're all laughing. Then None of them none of them get angry. Yeah. So that's what we messed up on. is We should have been giving them alcohol at 15 years old. <laughs> we would have had some Damn, really...
1: That should have been in the manual, right? It
0: should have been in the manual for raising kids. <laughs> if I had known then at 15 that they would stop fighting and we would have wonderful Christmas days, I'd have passed around the beers early. Yeah.
1: And then how did they end their... Their night because we went to bed. We ended up going to bed and then they on their own. Yeah.
0: They got out a um the kid has a portable fire pit um that he got from one of the viewers, a really nice one. Yeah. And our oldest son got it out, put it in the middle of the patio because there was too many dry leaves near the regular fire pit. He gets a little thing of propane, he pulls around chairs. And there sit our kids and their spouses or boyfriends they or girlfriends. They chose to sit together. They chose to sit together. They quietly, they turned on some music. They had lit up the fire pit and they sat around that thing till like two in the morning. They,
1: that's what I heard. Just two in the like morning. grownups. And yeah. it was so
0: nice to, to hear that they were getting along. So ladies and gentlemen, if your family get togethers are <laughs> terrible, they're horrible. Somebody always ends up in jail <laughs> or uh, at least a few teeth missing. I want to let you know there is hope.
1: There is a hope.
0: Because we had we had some of the most difficult Christmases at times with these kids yeah. and relatives and aunts and uncles and people coming in, and this one, this one was we nice. We went to
1: bed smiling, yeah. like we, we was, did okay.
0: It was something, I'll it tell you that. It was really great. It, it turned it out. It wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be. Yeah. So, I don't know if anybody will tell the, I could kind of piece together the whole story, but... And there's something I didn't know. Doctor McDreamy finally agreed to become my doctor. We wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. What about the story regarding your mom? You you had a very heartfelt story uh, about. I want you to tell that first before you go into blood work and stuff. What was the story about your mom? That the realization that um, come to Jesus thing that you told me about regarding
0: I, Christmas and stuff. Let me. Okay, I'll try to. I'll try to encapsulate this where it doesn't. I don't drag it on. Start with my mother. My mother has a view of me that I'm just kind of an obnoxious, asshole, selfish person because of how I was when I was a teenager. And I was. I was a very horrible teenager to my family.
1: She said you were difficult. You were very difficult.
0: So I've noticed that as I'm 55 years old and she still views me that way. It doesn't matter if you, even if you went to her and said, over the last thirty years, uh, your son has become a wonderful young man, and he's a good father, and he's a hard worker. I don't miss a day at work. I mean, you could tell her all those things, and I do. <laughs> and she would still look at me like, "Well, you just don't know him underneath. Underneath what he's showing you, he's a terrible person." And then, if you, and as you, as my mother watches me, if I do one thing off color, one thing. I could be visiting her for a week. One thing. She goes, Oh, see? I told you. I told you. Look right there. One thing, if it reminds her of when I was a teenager, she's vindicated. She's convinced. Oh, I told you so. I told you so. And you not
1: changed. Right. Yeah. You could
0: say, no, he has changed. That's ninety-nine percent, you know, good person. One percent he just made some comment. And you you think, yes, that's the way he's just he's been able to hide it from you but that he he exposed himself right there and look he's still an asshole. You could be 99% changed and you do one thing that kind of reminds my mother and I'm done. She's she's turns and walks away and puts her hands in the air and says, "Yep, you're that's you. Nothing's changed. You're the same shitty person you've always been." Mm-hmm. I hate that because there's no way for me to ever overcome that. I can tell by looking at my mother that she's not proud of me, that she doesn't care about who I am as a person. She knows that I'm in her heart. She knows I'm a bad person. It's always how it's going to be. So I've kind of resided myself to the fact that's just my life. All right. I'm not that close with my mom. You know, I used to have to, when my, my mom had this one big black fur coat and it was really felt soft. And I, when I was a child, I used to run up and hug her, and I would say, oh, this coat feels so good, and really, I didn't care about it, but that was my way I could hug her, because we we didn't hug in my family at all, so I would use that time in winter when she'd put on the coat, I'd pretend that I was hugging the coat to feel it, and really, that was the, you know, during the winter, I could maybe get four or five hugs, that's it, Mm. so I resided myself, that's the relationship, but then... When all of our kids were out here, let's take my oldest son, our oldest son, for example. He rubbed me the wrong way growing up because he was the oldest boy and I was a dad and we butted heads the whole time. I got a view of him in my head and in my heart and I I never let it go. And I remember this time I saw him behaving very well and all of a sudden it clicked in me. Why He's spending days here. He's doing everything right. He's dumping the trash. He's helping with the dishes. He's not letting you lift a finger. He's taking care of everybody. He's the life of the party, making sure that everything goes smoothly. Kind
1: of took over the dad role when we weren't around. He He did. He was
0: great. And I'm watching this, and I'm still thinking in my head, yeah, he's still an asshole. Why? Because I'm stuck. I became my mother. I became my mother, and I was stuck in that mode of of viewing him the way I had him my whole life. And guess what? He did say something to one of the kids off color. And I did the same thing. I snapped out and I said, Oh, there he goes again. I knew it. I knew he was still an asshole. You almost had me fooled. He almost had me fooled, but he didn't. He really is a good man. He just said, you know, something off color and went right back to being a good person. But because I was turning into my mother, I was like, oh, see, every now and then the true asshole person you are surfaces, you jerk.
1: You haven't changed. And yeah. you
0: haven't changed. And it's not true. It isn't true how my mom feels about me. And it's not true about how I was viewing our oldest son. So I got mad at myself. I mean, I really was angry because, you know, we always say, and, and everyone listening probably can say the same thing. We always promise ourselves we're never going to turn out like our parents. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, in some respects there's some things I'm very glad I turned out like my parents cuz they were correct. But not this. And this bothers me a ton that I even have to fight that in my head, but I'm I just so you know, I'm working on it. And we talked about this the other day in in more detail and I don't want to bore everybody, but I don't think it's fair. Maybe this is something other people need to work on too. Maybe there's other parents out there or grandparents or aunts and uncles that feel the same way I do. Maybe We're judging kids and nieces and nephews unfairly. I was, and I might still be, and I'm trying not to. I'm trying so hard to, you know, give my kids the benefit of the doubt that they're because they're young adults now, and maybe they're not acting that way. So there's your story. I don't know. I don't know how much, but you I'm can really proud of you
1: that you you stopped and realized it because a lot of people don't. They just are tunnel vision, and that's how they're going to be, and they're always going to do that. And our kids need, I think, in this day and age, our kids need that positivity. Like you know what, you're doing better than you were. You've become better than you were. You've grown. You've matured. I think they need to hear it from us parents, some or or even just older adults.
0: I don't want to turn into the husband. That when everybody leaves, because there, there are husbands out there, that when everybody leaves, the wife will turn and go, you're not looking at him correctly, you're not being fair, he's matured, he's changed, he's grown up, and you're just an old codger, an old screw-up, you're setting your ways, you you're, you got your tunnel vision on, I don't want you to ever turn to me and accuse me of being that about our kids. Because there are, there are dads out there who are not going to care, they're just going to go crack open another beer. I don't want to die one day and have my kids think that I didn't notice that they grew up.
1: Oh, I love that. Thank you.
0: So that's a deal. Thank you. Now can we get on to me dying?
1: Yes, <laughs> but that was a conversation that it we was. had afterwards. Yeah. So yes, go ahead.
0: Um, Move
1: on. What's our next there was, subject of I, I, discussion, Doctor
0: McDreamy? Remember you teased me about the relationship. Did you work oh, out yeah, your relationship? Oh yeah, did you work out
1: your relationship? Are you guys good? Are you guys on talking terms now?
0: We're fine. Okay. Did the, you
1: guys kiss and make up? There's
0: no kissing. There's no bromance. Oh, you're not We're, there yet. Would you stop?
1: You're not in the. You haven't had your first kiss yet. But you, you've defined I'm the relationship. Just,
0: I'm gonna. I swear to God, I'm you've gonna. Hurt you define the relationship now. Yeah, he's. You the, have boundaries. He's the doctor, and I'm the patient. Oh,
1: okay. We have boundaries.
0: Okay. Yeah. Good. It's okay. not not role playing, but so we're it's, going
1: forward with it. Yeah. All right.
0: got So anyway, let me get back to what I was trying to say. Before you go off on one of your rants again. I'm
1: just making sure we're online with the all relationship. All you're doing is trying
0: to bamboozle me and f- buttle fuck me With your this. bromance. Okay, it's not a bromance.
1: Mm, I have texts so, to say otherwise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he sends me, he agrees to be the doctor. We worked that shit out and he, you know, we talked on the phone and who didn't call who, we put all that behind us. And See, we worked moved it out. I'm gonna come over this desk and I'm gonna hurt you. <laughs> so I, I, he says, I need you to. I'm gonna send you a, a form for your blood work. I want you to go to a very specific place, and you got to be there. The email said, print this out and get. I, I'd like you to get there before eight thirty, preferably. Preferably before eight thirty. So we printed out. We started doing stuff in the morning. We got there a little bit before ten, and I texted him and said, "Hey, uh, a picture." I said, "Hey, look, I'm in the exact spot you wanted. The exact company." He goes, well, I hope that was from earlier today because it's 10 o'clock.
1: <laughs> yes. I and said, you were very close to getting your blood drugs. Oh, yeah.
0: It was. They were calling me next. Yeah. And I said, yeah. Well, he goes, I told you 8.30. So I looked the email up. Here and it the said, next argument. It said, preferably, I'd like you to get your blood work done before 8.30. It's only 10 o'clock. He says, get up and leave. I said, okay. Now, first of all, you had me go to this weird company that's inside of a hospital. It's not like it is roll up to one of these it mini- It's like mall. a
1: nineteen seventies doctor's office yeah, flashback. It I was
0: know. fresh linoleum and everything. Uh, I could st- I could still smell the lead paint on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, do you realize that from the, where my truck is to get down into this building and down the hall, it's three football fields.
1: It's not. It was
0: three football fields. That's
1: how it felt, but it's not.
0: And I said, you want me to leave? He goes, yeah, and come back tomorrow before 830.
1: And I warned you about all the vials of blood that
0: he, I mean, every like, box on that form was <laughs> Every box on the form was checked. I go, this is going to be three gallons of blood, dude. <laughs> so, you know, when I told him, I said, hey, you know what, Dr. McDreamy, this is, gonna, this is a lot of blood you got here. This is three gallons of blood. He goes, go look at Mary, you can take some, you can afford it, oh. you can get rid of three gallons, you're good. So, I shots fired. We, we leave, we go out there the next morning. I'm pissed off and wake up. We right, gotta go. fast again, we gotta fast again, and get up and waddle my fat ass down the 300 yard hallway. I get there and I'm bantering. Same
1: girls there, same too. girls
0: there. She goes, Are you really doing it this time? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, I wasn't scared yesterday, um, you know. And, and here's the thing that bothers me. I've been, you know, we've all been, all got a blood work done, and Doctor McDreamy, he explained, he goes, "This is important that your blood work is done before eight thirty, and here's why." He wasn't wrong, and now that I know why they do that, how how come no other doctor has ever told me to get accurate results so I can read your stuff? Please get your blood work done before eight thirty. I don't know. I Not, don't
1: think they care.
0: No, he goes because the other doctors will say, "Well, it's close enough." Yeah. And McDreamy's like, no, you're not listening. I this is the he's very serious about this. How I can't even imagine, you know, why other doctors aren't taking the care to just say please get it done before Yeah,
1: I've never had a doctor even when I had cancer, we no. never had that to be there before eight thirty ever no. to check.
0: And it does so, make a difference, and I had no I, idea.
1: Now so, I know why the vampires in the hospital came at 5 o'clock in the morning yeah, to that's take my the, blood. They were
0: doing it on time. <laughs> yeah. So I go into the back of this little room. My big fat ass can barely fit in there. The part I didn't tell you was, you know, you sit in the chair, and they fold the arm down, and... Uh, I said, she goes, you don't have to sit in that chair if you don't want to. And I said, no, I I can make it. She goes, well, if the arm doesn't fit, it's okay. And I said, no, no, I got this. And she goes, have you done this before? And I said, yeah. This is just like sucking in my stomach when I see a pretty girl. Watch. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I breathed out all my air, pulled my stomach in, and I slammed the lid down. And then I let it out. Pong. So I got half my belly over it, over this table, half my belly under the table. And I'm like, and I'm looking at her with a confident grin, like, all right.
1: I'm here. I'm here.
0: Who's your daddy? Let's go. And uh and she tried both arms. No couldn't find a vein. Just sticking me and sticking me. I'm like, oh my God. She goes, does it hurt? I go, No, it's all right. It's just a little irritating because we've tried twelve times now. <laughs> yeah. You know what she did? I, I, I swear to God this is true. She stuck it in the side of my arm. She was not in not in the crease.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like if you took the crease but went to the right, absolutely the, the side of my arm, and I, and she got it first try.
1: Excellent. And Good I was like, job. what are you?
0: Um, I said, no one, I've never, you know, 55. I've had blood drawn. I've never had anybody. She goes, well, you're not really supposed to. It's better if you do it this way, but yours was being difficult. And I was pretty sure I could get a vein right. And she did it first try, didn't hurt. She took all, you know, 387 vials of blood that Dr. <laughs> McDreamy wanted. And. We were on our way. I, once I, oh, of course, once I could walk three football fields back to the truck.
1: Without fainting.
0: Without fainting. And I did it and, and rewarded and myself. Then, yeah, the then steak. all of a sudden you're <laughs> like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I said, I went and had a steak. So anyway, we, um, one of the things is going through, uh, learned a lot of things going through cancer with you. Um, something I don't like to hear, something I wish I didn't know, was that when your blood work is drawn, and if, as they analyze the blood, if there is a problem-
1: Red flags, yeah, it's red flags. They flag.
0: tell your doctor immediately, they have to inform the patient within 24 hours that you have cancer or you have Something. a disease. And so you, by law, you have to, you know, it's what they, they told me, by law, you have to inform someone in 24 hours, you can't wait. Mm-hmm. I really didn't think much of it. We got the blood drawn and then the next day at noon- Dr. McDreamy calls me.
1: Yeah, that's never good.
0: And then he made you. You
1: told me that Dr. McDreamy wants to talk to you immediately. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my we, heart sank.
0: Yeah, because we knew it wasn't going to be good. There's, you don't call somebody to say, hey, you're doing great. No. And he said he hung up the phone on me mm. because he said, is your wife in the room? I said, yeah. He goes, make her leave the room and call me back. And he hung up. I'm like, um, okay.
1: I didn't like that.
0: So I told you, I said, look, he just called. And all of a sudden we realized it was within the first 24 hours. So we both knew there was something wrong. And then he told you to leave the room and you want to talk to me. And I think in in hindsight, it was just to not upset you.
1: Oh, well, he did upset me because I was in the kitchen pacing back and forth and not knowing what it is. You were there the day I was diagnosed. I didn't hide anything from you. We heard it the first time and what was going on. And I'm out of the room pacing. We did, you know, for better or for worse, we we're going to get through this. And it was excruciating to be out of the There's loop. About on twenty that. minutes,
0: about fifteen. It felt minutes. like forever. So I, I did ask you to leave, and then yeah. I called him back. And let's be clear: I do not have cancer of any kind. I do not have a, a disease. Terminal illness. No, I'm not terminally. And so I'm asking him. Well, what's what's all the secrecy about? What's all that? He goes because I need to get your attention. He goes, I, he didn't have something. He's like, well, you have you know colon cancer and you're gonna die. And he had nothing to say about that. So if I'm in a very serious health situation that you can't pin a name on it, you can't pin a timeline on it, how do you get someone's attention to let them know how serious this is? And I don't, I don't know that I'd have an answer. I don't even know if I could tell him what to say to me. And I know me. But he went through this stuff, and there was, and I'm I'm going to mess this up a little bit. Um, there was there was three many many numbers came across this page. This is first of all, he said, your blood work is trickling in. So I think it sounded like this is about one third of my blood work, and there's more more to come, which we don't know yet. But he said there was three numbers he showed me. He made me pull up the the email. With the results and I looked at it, he goes, You see this, you see that and he tried to explain it, but I'm not super bright on doctor stuff. But he said, There's three numbers in three of your categories. They're so high I've never seen in all of my years in medicine, I've never seen them that high ever. Ever. He goes they just off I've never even seen a number that high. I didn't know it went that high. So that that was one.
1: How'd that make you feel when he said that? Did you have a reaction at all?
0: I tried to play it off like a teenager. I tried to go, so I got high score. I got high score. Can I write my name? He didn't think that was funny. I was upset by it because I didn't know what that meant. And so he leads me down this path of all these things. And I said, well, then how come I'm not dead already? How come if all these things are off the chart, I've been going to doctors, they've been telling me stuff. He goes, yeah, but they've just been looking at the surface, and it, on the surface, it kind of looks okay.
1: The baseline.
0: Right. He yeah. said, I, this, is, this is the other thing he told me that that is stuck in my head. The one was, there's three categories of numbers that were off the charts. He'd never seen it before. That was one. The other one he said was, he says, for some reason, and, and was, there was, I think, two areas, or maybe a third area. He goes, in these two areas, somehow your body has been fighting back. So hard and so well, it has kept you on the right side of this barely, Hmm. but it's doing it. He goes, you're still there. And I was like, okay, I, I caught on to that. He also said one of the medications that the doctor had prescribed me, he freaked out when you sent him a picture of the bottle. He goes, this is the highest dosage I've ever seen. This is the maximum you can ever give a person. And he told me it was one of the lowest numbers. He said, on your thyroid medicine, he goes, yeah, it's, it's a pretty low dose, a mild dose. That's what he told me all these years. Dr. McDreamy goes, fuck, fuck that. It's one of the highest ones you can ever give a human being.
1: And how would we know? We don't, you and I, as we, human beings, we are supposed to trust our doctors. I have that, no idea.
0: So, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's piecing together all these things. And I said, okay. So he goes, I'm changing all your medications right now. Stop. He told me what to stop taking. You went to the pharmacy, got the new prescriptions, and I started taking it. And
1: and we're waiting on some, but it's the holidays. So yeah, we're waiting on
0: some, and plus he hasn't got all my blood work back either. Right. He's waiting for all these things to come in, but he knows these things have to be started now. Yeah. The other one, he said he he kept telling me. He goes, now remember, we've known Doctor McDreamy since we were five years old. We've lit. I've literally known him fifty years, same as you. So when he says. Listen, I'm telling you right now, this is your last chance. You need to change what you're eating. You need to exercise. You need to change this medication, and we need to stay on this. That's as strongly as he can tell me, because what it it kind of equates to? The situation. What it equates to is like, well, what if a doctor found someone with severe um, clogged arteries, high cholesterol, high blood pressure? They would say... You're going to have a heart attack, and you're going to die. Well, when? Well, I don't know. Tomorrow? Two years from now? You wouldn't know what to say. Yeah. But you could say, you're right at the edge, but I can't tell you when. That's what he's telling me with this. He goes, dude, let's just straighten this out you're right the now. Right cliff
1: right now. Right Looking now. Looking down.
0: He goes, rip the Band-Aid off. He goes, I don't care anymore about what you're crying about, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to eat or drink, and what you don't want to eat or drink. He goes, you're going to go this way. So luckily, we'd already started, you know, with Mrs. Watten and Loud One, and and a lot of people from the Bottom of the Glass Nation. On you the, already on the shows. knew
1: that you were at the edge. Yeah, but you we just we'd, had already st-
0: we'd already started dieting, right? Right. Because of this group in the Bottom of the Glass Nation, two or three weeks ago, we'd kind of already put ourselves in that mode,
1: and you weren't feeling good prior to this. You were at the no. worst feeling of your life. Right before this diet, you know, whatever diagnosis or your blood work, if you want to say. So you knew there was something wrong.
0: I did. I was kind of just, I was not myself anymore. I kept telling you things like, I don't feel right. Right. Something was just not. The way it was supposed to be.
1: Your body's screaming at you.
0: And it did change, you know, when Loud One pushed real hard for the diet, Mrs. Four pushed for the diet, all the all the viewers and members came together and said, look, we got to have you do this and we're trying to help you. So in and, and that push, when I started eating better for that, I started to feel like, okay, I'm feeling better. So obviously this is diet yeah. is a big part of this. So
1: tell them what what he stopped you from completely. On that day on that phone call he said no more sugar.
0: Yeah, he was like no, no
1: more gluten gluten
0: free. Well, I didn't I'm not a big sugar guy anyway. I can I can sit and eat zingers or something but I don't I don't have sugar every day. I don't go for dessert. I'm not a big, you know, cookies and milk guy. I have been on once in a while but I don't when someone says cut out sugar, I don't If you're talking about pastries, I mean, if I order Krispy Kreme, I'll have a couple of donuts, but I don't, I'm not craving sugar at all. So he said, cut out all the sugar. You said, cut out gluten. All I heard was.
1: He told me. No bread. That's gluten. No
0: pasta. It's like, all right, I don't care. Staying
1: away from processed foods as much as possible. And we've done. And so we're doing pretty
0: well with that. We're moving down the right direction. No more soda. Well, this is where, yeah, no more soda. This is where uh, Marcy comes in, Marcy Zavala, who's, who's, Changing your life. And
1: who's sponsoring this podcast. Who's
0: sponsoring this podcast.
1: So if you want to talk to her, it's marcizavala.com, correct? Right. Yeah. So we'll plug it.
0: And she and she comes in and kind of sidelines you and says, okay, here's a list. Change this stuff right. Because she's looking at the same reports right. that her husband is. They work together. They work together. She comes in and goes, okay, you need to do all these things right now. Change this with food. Change all these things that I'm eating so you 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 have the list. You had a complete list not only from the doctor but from a nutritionist. And she says, "I'm looking at the stuff. This is what we have to give him more of and this is what we have to steer away from." She knew right then. So I will tell you that even after 3 or 4 days of this now, I feel better. Yeah. I mean, noticeably better. Like I, I could walk around the pool one time and my joints were killing me and I'd hobble back into the studio and plop myself in my chair. I went four laps today and I probably could could have done one or two more.
1: Nice. What about the stairs? We have well, a two-story house. Yeah. So.
0: The, the, the the thing I noticed this is kind of sad. I got so mad at you this morning. <laughs> I come downstairs talking to you, and I'm talking loud because, you know, you're the only one home. The kid's still asleep. And I'm like, are you not going to respond? And then I realized you'd gone to the mailbox or something. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. But what I was telling you coming down the stairs was every morning, um, it didn't matter how long I take in our bedroom getting dressed, getting dressed, going to the bathroom, brush your teeth, wash your face, comb your hair, do your stuff. If I do it really quick and head down the hallway, it hurts. It hurts to walk. If I take half an hour, 45 minutes, eh, I'm not warming up because it still hurts. But when I go down the stairs, it's one stair, two stairs, ah, three stairs, okay, four stairs, five stairs, going down. And this morning I didn't have one pain in my ankles, my knees, or my hips. And I didn't notice it until... I got halfway down the stairs, and I'm like, wow, this fucking doesn't hurt.
1: So you didn't tell people, and I want them to understand is, that Dr. McDreamy went and said his body is full of inflammation, like a ton of infla- inflammation. And that's what people need to realize is the food that we put in our body causes this. And as we get older, it can get worse. And so we're eliminating the I inflammation I in your
0: body. I didn't realize that inflammation was a big thing. Yeah. I thought inflammation was like, okay, well, my elbow hurts. It's inflamed. You rub some icy hot on it and you go down the road and you're good. But when that was one thing you sparked in my memory, when he pulled up my, my medical work, he goes, well, the fir- almost the first thing he said, well, I know why you're hurting all the time. I'm like, how can you tell that from a bunch of numbers? He goes, because you've got to be inflamed with all these numbers. This has got to hurt like a motherfucker. And it did. But I just thought I was old and fat, and that's just the way it was. Well, that's why I'm
1: trying to tell people that maybe some of our problem as we're getting older is inflammation. And so you need to look into that. It seems like when they figured mine out, too, inflammation is huge. I had
0: no idea that was even a thing. I just thought it was a passing thing, but it's a... It's a lifestyle thing. It can affect you badly. Yes. So we go through all this. I talk to Mike McDreamy. I bring you back in the room. You're crying. I'm trying to share with you what he said. We're trying to figure this out. And we, we both know there's still more blood work to be to come. So we still have more, more things to address. Um, he never did give me a timeline. like if. And I'm not saying he'd give me a timeline to die. But he could have very easily said... If you don't take the medication and you don't change what you're eating, if you don't exercise, you'll be dead in two years. He could have said something like that. He never did. He just said, I'm not giving you a motivational timeline. If what I'm, if what I did, this is actually the conversation he had the next day. He goes, if what I told you yesterday wasn't enough to get you motivated, nothing's going to. And I've been doing it. I've been I, I've been following everything he said. I've been eating what Marcy said. Yeah. Every night I email him, which is stupid. I You know he didn't even ask me to email him. Every night. Here we go. Out of courtesy there's huh, a
1: bump in their relationship
0: because it's it's total bullshit. He didn't say please email me every night with what you've done. And I can I'll, be
1: mad too because you're throwing me under the bus to give him what I'm, I'm cooking. I'm not trying
0: to, <laughs> but I sent him an email and I said, hey man, just and I, it was like three sentences. I don't bother the guy. Yeah, I'm not writing four paragraphs. It just said, hey, I had a, a, a sausage and eggs for breakfast. Um, I had uh, whatever it was for lunch, and then I had this for dinner, and I drank four things of water, you know, and I, on the first one I wrote two sodas, he writes back, no sodas, just two words. No, that's what he wrote back. It was like, okay, so there's no diagnosis here, doc. There's no conversation. It was no sodas. Now that bothered me. There's two yawns. Hey, that's pretty good though. Pretty good. And I, so I go the next day, I write him another email and I, I, I did, I had one zinger (laughs) one. He writes back. Come on, man! What the fuck, man! Come on! It was a, I said, he Dude. did
1: not cuss at you. He did
0: not cuss. It was one zinger. I'm <laughs> like, but he acted like I just bombed Pearl Harbor. So I'm like, okay, now I'm not going to lie to him. I'm not going to. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell him. He doesn't
1: want you to lie so to the him. So
0: next, dad, you know, that I,
1: ruins a relationship when you lie to each other.
0: It's not a relationship like that. <laughs> So the next day I wrote him an email and just said, Hey, everything I ate was within the parameters of what you want. Everything's fine. He writes back. Yeah. Define the parameters. What'd you have? Oh, I'm like, "Ah." so I wrote him what I had. He's like, yeah, no more beans. I'm like, no more beans. What? Why no beans? He's like, no beans. That's it. He just picks the thing apart. He has, there's, he, his bedside manner is Nurse Ratchet. He doesn't you sit have there. to have that. He back. doesn't sit there and go, now, listen, I know you like beans. Uh, maybe we could find something to substitute, or maybe you could have a spoonful of beans. He'd. he'd no, 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 no. No conversation. He just goes, no sodas, no beans. And that's it. It's all he writes back.
1: You are the man of no rabbit food. You do not like vegetables. You are very, very picky on your vegetables.
0: You know the kid caught me the other day. He, was, he came and do a film in one of his short videos. I wouldn't let him post it. He came while I was eating, and he's like, "What are you doing?" I said, "Oh, you're going to make fun of me because I'm eating my stuff." He noticed that you had this big thing of rice, yeah, with the vegetables, and I hid the vegetables under the rice. <laughs> I said, "Mom's probably going to catch this," and so, but uh, you didn't because you didn't say. How a word. old are you? What do you mean, how old am I? How old are you? I'm 55.
1: Yeah, acting like a little six-year-old hiding your vegetables.
0: I didn't really want the vegetables last night. I I don't
1: care. You're going to be eating your vegetables.
0: I ate all the beans.
1: Well, you can't have beans anymore. You're going to have vegetables.
0: So... The 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 path that we're on, the things that we're doing, or making changes, I do feel already.
1: Better. That's yeah. the crazy thing is just after a couple days,
0: it's unbelievable the it's, the, the the changes and so how much more energy so I have and that should yeah. give
1: you motivation right there. Just after a couple days. Oh, and no milk. That was the other thing. No, yeah, no and milk. I
0: didn't care about it. I don't drink much. Yeah. I mean The most I ever had. No. The most I ever have lately is if I like if I'm craving milk, I just get a swallow. I just gulp one and that's it. I don't. I don't even drink a glass. Mm. And okay. what did he tell me? No gulps. He wrote <laughs> that back. I go, dude, and I went from a gallon of milk a day down to one glass a day. Now I'm telling you, I just had like a swig, two swigs. He goes, yeah, I don't do that.
1: You know what else I've noticed? What? Is the change in your food and what you're eating is you're not snacking. Have yeah, you noticed? Well, you're going from meal but to meal.
0: That has nothing to do with the food. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. I'm telling you, what. don't tell me how to live my life. I am the utmost authority on me. The reason I'm not snacking has nothing to do with the food because I still want to snack. The reason I'm not is because I don't know what I'm allowed to eat. So I don't go in and ask. I don't bother you. I just sit here.
1: Good. Then I'm going to leave you in that status right there that you don't know what you need and then you will I don't. Eat.
0: I don't know what Good. I'm allowed to have. So I don't go rummaging through the pantry. I just sit here and go, well, she'll feed me one it's time. You don't need snacking. I'm not like one of your animals. You don't need a snack. You make your rounds for the bunnies, the chicken, the pig, the dogs.
1: If you need a snack, then you're not having enough at your uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner.
0: I'm fine. I just, the times that I do get hungry, you know what I've been doing? If I feel like I want a snack or something, I just drink more water. Oh. Until until the next meal comes around. Which, by the way, this is fucking sucky-ass water. This is salt water. You just turned me on to this today, and Marcy Zavala, like, oh, you got to have it. You got to do it. And and Dr. McTree, oh, yeah, you got to have one of those a day. One of them a day. This fucking thing's 32 ounces of yucky salt water with a hint of orange. And it sucks.
1: You know what? You've had worse in your mouth.
0: Okay, that's not fair. (laughs) I can't believe you just said that. I don't like the taste of salt. I, I don't like the taste yeah, of... Yeah, well,
1: girls don't like the taste of salt either.
0: Well, so what? So you you drink this stuff every day. How do, you, how do you tolerate... Look, I just grabbed this thing. How do you tolerate drinking the salt water out of this? It's gross. It's
1: all in a technique.
0: <laughs> There's a technique to not taste the salt? Yes. Which is?
1: Salty on your tongue is in the front. If you can get past it and get it into the...
0: The back part of back my mouth?
1: part of your throat, you won't taste it.
0: I almost want to ask you where you learned this technique. No need. Okay. Just go for
1: it, Big Daddy. Oh,
0: my God. Are you serious? Are you going to tell people Put what... Put the straw to the back of my mouth? Yeah. Hold on. I I got a little bit in here. I,
1: okay. Put it way in the back.
0: Gonna, Come
1: on, Big Daddy. Uh, I'm going to That's gag. what every girl does. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a first time.
0: (laughs) I find myself having to force myself to do this. There's
1: always a first time. Yep. That's what girls say. Just force yourself to do it.
0: Oh, It's still gross, but surprisingly, I don't taste as much of the salt. Hmm. Wow.
1: So what what he is drinking is what's called Element. L-M-N-T. It's a packet. It has a sodium, magnesium, and one other thing in it. And I've been drinking it since I went on this new life change with uh, with Marcy Zavala and you just take one packet a day at least and put it in your water and you sip it all day long and it and it helps you to hydrate because I think that's part of your problem too is that you're dehydrated it could be, but
0: this is gross it's it really is, not good but it's
1: not for you to guzzle it's to just for you to sip I did, throughout though, the day when you,
0: when you said that I had to do this and I thought it was so gross. This morning, I'm like, okay, because you, you gave me a full thing of this garbage, and you gave me a full <laughs> thing of water. It's garbage, and it tastes like garbage. I drank it as quickly as I could to get it over with, and then I just started drinking my water the rest of the day, and I was fine.
1: All right. Well, next time, just sip it in between your water. Just sip it. And don't get... tell
0: me what to do with my medication. <sighs> You're not a medical doctor. You don't even play one on TV.
1: Oh, no. I don't claim to be. No. There's more people smarter than I am
0: are we done or are you going to do another you're going to tell me the you know you're going to tell me to tell a car story and I remember one we were driving the other day oh yes what was it you I asked, asked me? you
1: because we have the auto thing on our truck or whatever is that it is an so auto stop
0: da- auto start is auto that? stop yeah in my in our truck tell
1: them what it is Yeah. you first. pull
0: up to a stop sign and your engine shuts off
1: yeah, and when you let off I, the
0: brake, the engine starts again. It's
1: kind of scary because you think your car is stalled.
0: The stupid part is, is this fucking dumbass General Motors design. The, as a mechanic, I will tell you the hardest part on a, on an engine is starting.
1: So why they do it?
0: Well, I'm sure they're saying, well, it saves on gas and it saves on emissions. It's healthier for the planet. You're not running your car idle while you're sitting at a stoplight. Sometimes stoplights take a long time to change. I'm sure that's what they're billing it as. Okay. But there's no fucking way you can convince me that this isn't just tearing up your engine when you go around town starting your engine. Multiple 70, times. 75 times as you drive. Yeah. So that's bullshit. We were talking about that and the light that comes on, but I remembered.
1: And I said to you, I go as there a way that you can shut that thing off? Is yeah, what I, sure. said. I
0: guarantee if you are in, if you're, if you're logged into General Motors, like if I, if I paid for the software, I could get a, my laptop to go on and do that stuff. I don't do that anymore. And you have to pay by the year. It's probably like $5,000 a year now. So when I had a shop, it was worth it. Because you had to do stuff. Right now, if you take it to the dealership and they hook up to it, I'm sure they can get right in there and turn that feature off.
1: But back in the day, you would have had to rip the dashboard out. Well,
0: back in the day, you'd have done something different because wherever the control wire was from the computer to to turn the starter on, you'd you'd have had to... Okay. Cut it out. So
1: I said to you, I go, the next time you go to the dealership for our oil change, yeah. are you going to yes, have
0: absolutely. A- <laughs> I'm going to run in there with a box of donuts and go, please take this shit out. <laughs> absolutely. I hate that. Now, so then that, a, that spawned a story. There's a, a story. On the dash that we can turn it off. I don't want people to yeah. think I'm driving around like that. There is an on-off, but it, but every time you start the car... You have to remember to shut it off. Yeah, it's just annoying as fuck. It's but then a,
1: that's that sparked a memory for you well, about. Yeah, you a and I were talking
0: button. about what lights you can turn off and what you can't.
1: Or I asked you, have you ever done that before? Has anybody ever come into the dealership years ago and asked you to turn off? A
0: button? Yeah, we we talked a bunch about different things where they've asked me to do stuff to permanently disable, disable yeah. something that the computer... And there, there used to be ways to do that that you, know, you can get around. Thinking.
1: And it was simple back in the day, but right?
0: The the thing that, we're, that we talked about was something so dumb, and I don't know how many people are going to remember this. In the 80s and early 90s, maybe even the mid-90s, there was a light that would come on called an emissions light. It was either an O2 sensor, or it said emissions, or it said EGRs, an amber light. Was
1: this on all cars? On every
0: car. Okay. Every car that I'd ever seen. Every year, make and model. And... It was a mileage light. People didn't know that. They thought they had to take their car into the dealership and have it checked because it would come on at mileage. Your mileage would hit 40,000, the light would come on. You'd have to go to the dealership and pay them 80 bucks or 100 bucks to go in and reset the light. Now, we didn't have computers on cars to do that back then. You physically had to crawl around and disconnect the wire or pull a fuse, or connect a wire. And that's the way it was. On Subarus, there was three wires hanging, and out of those three wires, there was a combination of plug wire one into wire two, then at 40,000 more miles, <laughs> the light would come on again. Plug wire one into number three, and then at 40,000, it would come in again. So the, 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 over and over and over, this is the this was the thing. Every car manufacturer was different. Every, everybody made their emissions light different, but it was just a way to get the car in the dealership. Nothing was wrong,
1: so they can find other things Absolutely.
0: wrong. Absolutely, an upsell,
1: huh? That was an the upsell, upsell That's sign. <laughs> That's what the thing should have said. Oh, it's an upsell light. They
0: should have just come on the dash and said Here's <laughs> with a dollar your, sign. Your upsell light just came on. You can call the dealership. I need to make an appointment to bring my truck in. My upsell light came on. My dollar sign is showing. <laughs> so uh, there was an argument between a service manager and a and a guy in the service drive, and he was like, "Just turn the fucking light off. And It is bullshit." And my service manager, of course, wouldn't do it. So, so it was, he
1: caught on that there was something he,
0: this guy caught on something was wrong. Yeah. And I I wanna say, if I had to remember, I think it was an Azuzu pickup.
1: Okay.
0: Pretty new azuzu pickup. Anyway, so it was after five o'clock, everyone's, you know, just a little bit after five, everyone's kinda shuffling around getting out of there. And the guy catches me in the driveway, the customer does and says, Hey, you, or do you work here? Are you a mechanic? And I said, yeah. And he goes, can you turn my light off? And I said, well, why don't you just pay? He goes, I'm not paying $80 to your service department. And I said, well, you know, it's after hours. And he goes, do you know how to do it? And I said, yes. He goes, do you have to have any equipment to do it? I said, no. He goes, I'll give you a $100 bill to do it right here in the driveway.
1: $20. He's going to pay $20 more for you to just do it off just, hours.
0: Just to middle finger the service manager. <laughs> just to middle finger the service manager. He was right outside his window. He could see me doing it.
1: Yeah, but wouldn't that cost you your job?
0: No. no not with this service manager. Plus, you remember at that time, I was the hot shot. Okay. You couldn't afford to get rid of me. They all couldn't right. fire me. I was too valuable. Now they'd fucking fire me for being fat. <laughs> they, don't, they wouldn't need me around at all. But back then, right. I was somebody. Okay. So I, I opened the door to the guy, guard a guard door, a truck door, and I turn the key to the on position, and in this particular car, way up under the dash, I mean, you, you almost reach the top of the dash going underneath it. There's a little clear plastic box with a switch, and you flip the switch to one side, you cycle the key, you start the engine, lights off. In forty thousand miles, he gonna need that switch flipped again.
1: Did you tell him that?
0: Yeah, I said you oh, gotta you feel up there him. for it, and you are done just do this. He goes, all right, hundred dollar bill, and down the road he went. But there was a lot of that. They, they used to have a little a booklet you could buy like at Napa Auto Parts that came out every year and said here's here's little little drawings and pictures of how to do all the cars because it was you couldn't know all of them. There's too many year makes and models out there. You couldn't follow all of them. So they made a booklet you could do that too. Hmm. But that's that was my that was my dealership story. Now, I got a story that has a really funny twist to it. <laughs> we talked about <laughs> this the other day. Yes. Um you came down to the shop right as this there was a there was a guy in there, a man, he's probably in his mid fifties, wouldn't you say? Uh
1: if you're I don't know what story younger. you're going with.
0: The Rolls Royce, the Michael oh, Jackson. Oh,
1: okay. Yes. Okay. I remember the man that came. The guy yes.
0: was a black guy, very pleasant, had all gold teeth. Yes. And he tows this car in. He goes, "Hey," he goes, "I heard you can you can fix any drivability problem in town." And I say, ah, "I can give it a shot." What do you got? So he. That was
1: the first time we ever had a Rolls Royce in uh, our... Oh, this
0: Rolls Royce comes in to sit garage. there. And I was like, "Holy shit!" He goes, "It won't go over like 25 miles an hour." And I said, "No." He goes, "No." The check engine lights on. And it can only go 25 miles an hour. And I said, "All right." So we filled out the paperwork. And he's telling the story because this is right about when you got there. You came in at the end of the day. Yeah,
1: and I was like, "Going, there's a Rolls Royce <laughs> in the driveway right now." Yeah,
0: and the and, um, the guy says, "Well, I got it from Michael Jackson's estate sale."
1: I know, I couldn't believe it.
0: And he said, "I paid three hundred thousand for it or something."
1: This was after he died. Yeah. After he
0: died, and um, he uh, he says, "Oh, there was all this stuff in the in the trunk." There was all this merchandise, like Michael Jackson would give away things or sign things. He goes, it was all still in there. So the the boring part of this story is that when I scanned it, it said the hood latch. The hood latch sensor was bad. In other words, the computer thought the hood was open. Mm -hmm. So the computer was shutting down the car and wouldn't let it go over 25 miles an hour because... It it knew the hood was not latched correctly.
1: Didn't want it opening right. up or any of yeah, that.
0: Yeah, you don't want to go down the road at 70 and have the hood flail back and you know smash the windshield. So I finally figured out, because the wiring schematic was really hard to come by, but I, mean, I figured out where the sensor was. It was a really dumb sensor, too, like wire in, wire out. So I remember I jumpered it with like a paper clip. <laughs> and, uh, you MacGyvered it. Yeah, just to, just to test it, and then the car... Drove thirty, forty, fifty miles an hour. So uh, I called the dealership down in in I think it was Redondo Beach, and they said, "Well, what's your VIN on the car?" And I thought he was going to help me. He tells me, "You can't work on it. We won't sell you the part." I was like, "Why not?" He goes, "We'll come get it. It's still under warranty." And the cars the cars years old. It's not like it's, but brand it's Michael new.
1: Jackson's Rolls Royce. <laughs> I'm sure he paid a fortune he paid an for it. Warranty. Yeah, so, I'm sure he like. Yeah,
0: they ended up sending a tow truck, an enclosed trailer. Uh, yeah,
1: I remember all the that. Way up to
0: where we live, they picked it up. They took it back. They paid for it for the guy with everything. I told the customer, of course, what was going on. You could
1: said, only go so far. Yeah, I said yeah. I've gone
0: as far as I can. They won't sell me the part, but they'll do it for you for free, and they're going to come get it. And he said, "Oh, okay, that's good." He still came down and gave me hundred bucks, you know, just for doing that. But the highlight of my adventure <laughs> on this was when you were inside this car. I it, got
1: to sit in it. I sat in Michael Jackson's Rolls Royce. I, yeah,
0: I knew you were going in the car to sit down. Yeah. It had, and it was, it was all gorgeous. that tan real leather.
1: It was. This yeah, it isn't, had wood paneling. I mean, that thing know, was top of the line Rolls Royce. This isn't Rolls-Royce. Chrysler
0: wood paneling. Yeah. This isn't Chrysler leather.
1: Soft leather. Oh, my God. It was beautiful inside.
0: So I go in there after you've been in there for about <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> and I open the door. And what did I see? Nothing. What did I see? Nothing. Yeah. How many clothes were you wearing? Not much. None. I
1: wanted to, you- just, I wanted to <laughs> feel this leather.
0: You were sitting there laying down on the leather you rolled over on your stomach and you were running your hands it across wasn't it. wasn't
1: exactly totally naked.
0: You had, what are you talking about? You had no bra on. You might have had a G-string, maybe. But you had no bra on. All your socks, oh. your pants, your shoes, and your shirt were and the bra were sitting on the floor. And you were doing the, the breaststroke on the leather. I'm it's like,
1: kind of like when you get, if you had a million dollars and you wanted to roll around <laughs> it naked. I had an opportunity here to be in, yeah, a, a Rolls, Rolls Royce,
0: Royce that leather. I will
1: never ever in my
0: no, that was life it.
1: afford drive-in.
0: No, yeah. that was it. I, I'm
1: sorry. I wasn't
0: well. upset. I wasn't mad, but I was. I was like, "What are you doing? You know, you didn't tell me you were going to go do that. Well, you it know, must have just clicked on you when you it sat did." There. I was
1: like, "This is a once in a lifetime thing. I got to do this." So, so
0: I'm not sure whether that constitutes as a car story or not, but. You know, it's definitely a story. <laughs>
1: it's a very cool story between us that it was, and we were so shocked when he said it was Michael Jackson's because it was like,
0: what? Yeah. Well, there was there was something too, and I can't remember what it was. It was either the the glove box, the knob or the button on the glove box or the steering wheel. It was is monogrammed Wait, for Michael Jackson. wasn't
1: it on the hubcap? Wasn't it on the wheel?
0: Some, there was a, there was there a was, lock
1: on the wheel or something? There was something
0: he showed us. He goes like here, here, and here. It was this MJ. This is custom. You know, this is his, you yeah. know, and... I believe I think
1: it was on the wheel. We had You had looked or something. But yeah, but a I'm lot of it trouble, was gold.
0: I'm having trouble getting past you being <laughs> naked in the back seat. Sorry. But he had
1: a lot of gold different things. And I think on he the did. wheel, the, the driving thing, it had it like in the middle or
0: something. This but, guy had, I told you, the guy had gold teeth. This guy had $500,000 across his grill. Yeah. I mean, he, he had some money in there. Nicest guy in the world, too. Most pleasant is oh, yeah, this was old black I, guy yeah. He's just fun to talk to. No problem, no arrogance, nothing. It was a great experience, and I'm glad I figured out what it was. They just wouldn't let me fix it. Yeah,
1: not, that's shitty.
0: So not shitty. Anyway, um, how long do you think we've been on?
1: Um,
0: I'll tell you right now, you're going to be wrong. It's over an hour. It is, and you're going to be wrong, but how long do you think?
1: Uh, hour and 17 minutes.
0: 23.
1: See, I'm pretty still pretty pretty
0: good. Yeah. All right, so listen, that's it. You got to tell everyone goodbye, and we'll see how this recorded. If it came out good, we'll use it.
1: All right, well, this is right before Christmas, so thank you for listening, and Merry Christmas to you and to everybody in your family, and we will see you next week.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to stay my line. I thought you were going to. That's your line. I know, but she went and we'll see you, and I'm like, she's going to say it. She's going to say, catch you on the flip side.
1: We'll see you next week.
0: All right, listen, you guys, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for wasting an hour and 25 minutes of your day. If you had to give up an hour and 25 minutes, Minutes, what better place to waste it than with Gen X Talks podcast? Thank you for being here, wherever you're listening from around the planet, AM, FM, Sirius XM, or perhaps on the Armed Service Radio Network. Remember two things wherever you go, there you are. And I'll catch you guys on the flip side.